Carl Jung said, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. This is an invitation to move differently in the world, to operate from a place of deep knowing and alignment. I'm Adrian McDonald and welcome to the Mindset Strategist Podcast. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back, or welcome if it's your first time. And hello, September. I am looking forward to you turning into the fall next week. I am back and I'm settled in for my adventures at Dragon Con. For those who don't know what Dragon Con is, it is a large sci-fi convention, much like San Diego Comic Con, but it's held in Atlanta every Labor Day weekend. And under unlike San Diego Comic Con, it's not sponsored by a lot of commercial entities. It's it's a nonprofit. It was started by fans. They do things like blood drive every year, and there's always a charity they give to. I think this year's charity was curing childhood cancers. Anyway, I love going because I'm a big geek at heart, and Dragon Con has something for everyone. Also, James speaks on a significant number of panels there, too, so he has a lot of fun speaking on writer panels and tech panels and doing workshops and stuff. And... Where else am I going to be able to jump from learning about the history of the Ouija board to hearing NASA JPL engineers give an update on the Mars rovers to tech panels about artificial intelligence and copywriting to the silliness of marching and dancing with a bunch of T-Rexes and Velociraptors. Shout out to Pebbles. It is really a choose-your-own-adventure and a wonderful community. Everybody just wants to have fun and celebrate geekdom. I'm not a huge cosplay person, but what I love is there are people that literally dress up as medics that if you have a breach in a cosplay outfit, you can yell for a medic, and one of these people will come with scissors and tape and like help you repair your costume. And it, it's just a wonderful vibe. It, it really is. And if you are not following me on social media, you really missed out on some fun pics and videos. You might want to do that to catch what I post next round. So what does the muse have for us today? Well, I have to admit that this topic has it's been popping up um, for the last couple of months. And it's not like I haven't touched on it before. But I definitely got the universal nudge last week to perhaps dive in a little bit deeper about my thoughts around this. So we're going to go in a little bit more around money, wealth, and prosperity. And money mindset is not the focus of my practice. It's never been the focus of my practice. I would say that people that have worked with me, they definitely change their viewpoints around money. It's sort of a bright byproduct of the work that we do, but it's not my focus. When we, what prompted this conversation was I had two people send me the same news story. And one was a very liberal person and one was a very conservative person. And both of them were like equally pissed off. And apparently in Chicago, there was an organization that was offering an immersion experience around what it was like to be in poverty. And it was targeted towards what I'm presuming would be wealthy people given the neighborhood. So I'm told, I'm not that familiar with Chicago, that this event was taking place. 
And I thought this was very interesting that there was backlash from both sides of the political spectrum because both of them thought it was extremely insulting. And I did have to agree with both parties that this was probably not going to be a productive exercise. As a person who has literally not known where my next meal was coming from, to where I was going to sleep that night, to like how, how was I going to obtain you know, transportation, I've lived that life and I've lived on the side of being comfortable and not having to concern myself about those things. I couldn't imagine that this was going to be any more than an attempt to guilt some people into writing a check, or at least that's what I believe the intention was. And I almost had to laugh at the fact that they thought they could create an immersion experience specifically around poverty. Because at best, you could probably create an intellectual exercise because when you are faced with those really survival-based decisions, it's, it's not just an intellectual exercise. There's a physiological things that are going on in your body. There's emotional things that are going down in the body. And you just can't, you can't create that that way in a country club setting. That's just not going to work. You could probably get some insight from a, perhaps an intellectual standpoint, but that, that's, that's being a stretch. So I, I think they walked it back. I think they, they decided not to do that. But I, I thought that it was a very interesting thing that it caused such a strong reaction, but from both polar opposites. And the reality is that money is like anything else. It's energy. It's still energy. It's not good. It's not evil. It just is. It is a tool. And I have said, I've said many times on this podcast that I'm a capitalist. And I've been really thinking about that a lot lately. And I've had some marvelous in-depth conversations with people around it. I still stand by the statement. But what I've come to realize that in my lens, it's definitely tweaked a little bit from the mainstream goes back to a conversation I've mentioned before about two things can be true at the same time. I believe in free enterprise because I think it makes us more creative. A little competition makes you more innovative. But I don't think that large corporations should be out to get, stamp out small businesses either. I'm not a big fan of monopolies. I don't think that people should have to choose between their heart meds or basic needs. I saw this in my own family. Um, My great-grandmother... We used to have to debate her sometimes because she we'd have to remind her that she can't stretch out the effectiveness of a heart patch. They aren't designed to where you can skip them. It's not like you know stretching out food. You know insulin, epipens. You can see I always have a theme here around big pharma, but it's not just big pharma or Amazon. I mean nonprofits can take this stance, this attempt to stamp out the little guy. Because they say they, even if they're promoting the same cause, I'm looking at you, Susan B. Coleman Foundation. So perhaps what I believe in is a more reimagined conscious capitalism that doesn't believe in a zero-sum game all the time. And I, I strongly believe that that is possible. So I think that there are issues, but I strongly believe that demonizing the rich which is very prevalent right now, is an extremely non-productive approach, both for society and for the individual. 
the rhetoric of eat the rich and all billionaires are evil, bring out the guillotines, is not helping anyone. And it's not helping you, the individual. You know, is it all rich people or just the ones you disagree with politically? Because I've noticed a lot of that slant as well. The I hate Jeff Bezos, but his ex-wife Mackenzie Scott, I, I like her. Or I hate Eli Musk, but, you know, I really like Sarah Blakely and the work that she's doing with women entrepreneurs. So, and I even read a comment that said, after a person makes a certain amount of money, that all of it should be taxed and distributed out. So what is that amount? And who decides that? Is it a million? Is it 10 million? Is it 500 million? Is it 500,000? And most of the uber wealthy people, I would say all the uber wealthy people, don't have it sitting in a bank account somewhere just like sitting there. It's tied up in investments of sorts. And a significant number of them, it's tied up in investing in businesses that are employing people. Now, that's not to say that um, people, again, money is neutral. You can either do great things with it and have positive impact, or you can do things that are not so great. But again, these blanket statements demonizing the rich are not productive. Now, I mentioned before, the person I consider my biggest mentor is David Nagel. David is most well-known for taking entrepreneurs over seven figures in a very short period of time. He's the money mindset guy. And I worked with David for many years. And always, I did like his retreats, I did his uh, in-person events, I did virtual events, I, I worked with him privately, all the things. Always there would be someone new at one of the events that would ask me, why do you keep coming back? Have you made your first million yet? Or something along those lines. I would always be very, it would be very focused on the money because again, that's what he was known for. And, you know, they'd have people up on the stage that had explosive financial growth. And for a long time, I would get a little uncomfortable when people would ask me those questions around my, like, did you make your first million? And at times I'd also feel a little like, what's wrong with me for not being one of those people that went over the seven figures and being up on stage and whatnot. And I struggled with it until I had a major epiphany one day. That's not why I was there. Uh, ironically, they came a little bit later than sooner in my process, but I, I had some very ambitious financial goals, but that's not why I was working with him. My intention with working with David was to obtain the knowledge and integrate it. it, it my focus wasn't about the money, although the insight he gave me changed my relationship with money permanently. My focus was I need to be a different person, and I am. And that's not to say that I didn't make money. Obviously, I did. One of my biggest shortcomings when I left corporate was I had a lot of hangups around selling and money, and I would not be still in business without his teachings around it. But it went back to my intention. What is your intention when it comes to money or engaging anything around money? And that my, getting to seven figures was not my goal. And working with him. So I don't 
also, I don't believe that everyone is designed to be material wealth, materially wealthy. Now, there will be people that will argue with me about this. Um, I do believe, however, that everyone is designed to have prosperity, and that's different. And the reason why I believe this is not everyone wants to be rich. I know a number of people that feel successful and are prosperous that aren't materially wealthy. They also don't judge or care if others want to be multimillionaires either. If you want to be rich, that's awesome too. I know a number of people that have a lot of zeros on their balance sheets that are not prosperous because they are miserable. I know a number of people that have a lot of zeros on their balance sheets that are very prosperous and very happy. And one of the first things that David teaches when he talks about money, and if you have a big financial goal, is you got to know why you want the money. You must develop the vision. And this was one of the things that I, that has changed for me so dramatically and how I figured out like that epiphany of like why I was working with him to begin with. Because in the beginning it was like, well, like what, what is, what's, what is the vision? What am I trying to do here? And I found that if you're out to make the money just to make the money, you may be able to do it. However, you're not going to be very happy. And I think this is where people will get into that dopamine trap of chasing the ghost because it's never going to be enough. You're never, ever going to be prosperous unless you heal your relationship with money. If you think it's evil or if you think it's the best thing ever, you're not going it, it, to, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. It's just a tool. You're never going to be prosperous unless you heal scarcity mindset, period, because it keeps you in the bullshit mode of, it keeps you in the bullshit survival mode of operating. You're not designed to operate an ongoing survival mode. No one is. And when you are in that shit, you cut yourself off from the ability to see opportunity. The universe is not trying to screw you. Everything in nature is designed to live its best life. So why the hell do you think you're any different? You're not that special. I'm not that special. We're here to live the best, our best lives, however that looks in our individual expression. So why are you letting your beliefs around money rule your decision and therefore rule your life? Like, why would you let money have that level of power over you? Stop. Stop. It took me a while to get this. Um, I think, like I've said so many times about so many things around consciousness and awareness and integration, is you have to get a lot more in stillness. You got to slow it down because that's how you integrate. If you are feeling stuck right now around finances, Go out and do something for someone else, even if it's donating five or ten bucks to some charity. Money is energy. It wants to move and flow. It does not want to be like grasped on for dear life. It wants to move. Do you know what your financial goals are? And what is it about that goal 
is coming from a place of desire because that's going to keep you moving, right? That's what you need to be focused on, not demonizing the rich. And what is it about the goal that's coming from a place of a desire of impact? Now, that is not, that's a lot, ugh, not a lot of people talk about that part in the beginning in manifestation circles. Like, she's like, oh, you can manifest this, you manifest that. And you know what? That is more than okay to want the things you want to, to want. It is more than okay that you want to manifest X, Y, and Z. Your individual desires are your individual desires. I thought, it's a funny story, my nephew one time, and I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, I came down and I was, uh, I had bought a new car. And he comes out and he's like, uh, are you too poor to buy a BMW? He was, he was a young kid and I guess he had built up in his mind that the BMW was be all, end all. And I start laughing because I was driving a Subaru Outback. The reason why I was driving a Subaru Outback was because I wanted to drive a Subaru Outback. I could have easily bought a BMW. And I told him, I was like, why, why do you, why do you think that I'm poor by driving? Well, you know, rich people buy BMW Outbacks. And we had this conversation about what does rich mean and, and, all, and all that. It was quite funny. But even now, like, I, I still drive a Subaru. I drive a, a different Subaru, but I, I drive a Subaru because that is what I want to drive. I have friends that has, you know, Porsche. In fact, when he was not driving a Porsche, it it looked like it fell off because he is a Porsche guy. That's like his car. I got a friend of mine who drives a Bentley. I got a friend of mine who drives a Jaguar. I got multiple friends that like are diehard Toyota Camry people. Like, it doesn't matter what you want. That's that's what you want. That's your thing, and that's cool. But also to balance it out, think about what you're giving back and how you're going to give back, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Now, my financial goals also have built in what I am giving back, besides the work that I do, but also like financial return back into things that I want to support. And I have ambitious financial goals because I want to have impact on those areas that I want to support, right? That's prosperity. That's not playing the zero-sum game. That's circulation. That's lifting everybody up. Nobody, anywhere, is supposed to be living in survival mode. That is not how we are supposed to live as a human species, it's just not. So instead of focusing outward, focus inward. How can you change yourself? How can you be the change that you want to see in the world? I mean, that's a cliche statement. It's a very well-known uh, quote. But it's really true. Lead by example, not attack. So give that some thought. As always, thanks for listening. would appreciate you sharing out the podcast if it resonates with you. Leave a review if it resonates with you. I invite you to connect with me on social media. I tend to be on IG and threads and Facebook and LinkedIn more than anywhere else. And of course, remember to find beauty every day.
Thanks for listening to the Mindset Strategist podcast. If you found this helpful, I'd love for you to share it out. And reviews are always appreciated. You can check out my website at www.adrianmcdonald.com for more information. And I would also love to connect with you on social. The links are in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.